Welcome to the Wellness Mindset with Enolia and Danica Carruthers. That's me. Today, we're so excited about this show. Listen, we, we've been building up within ourselves for today because today, Enolia and I are going to talk about something that so many people struggle with, self-esteem. The topic of today's show is the self-esteem struggle. So many people struggle with knowing who they are. They allow other people to define them, to diminish them, to discount them, to tell them who they are not rather than who they are. And so many of us, especially women, struggle with self-esteem. Men struggle with it too, but their struggle is not as outward as we as women, the struggle with us. What do you think about that, Enolia? Well, I think you're right on par. First of all, hello, hello, hello to everybody. And it's so great to be here. And Danica, <laughs> you are so right. So let's talk about those outward factors, right? So when I think about this, the first thing I think of is judgments and perceptions, right? We hear judgments and we let those define us. We hear perceptions and we're automatically adjusting. And the reality is, is that you cannot live up to something that doesn't really exist. A judgment is exactly that. It's a judgment call. It's a thought. It's something that is a factor that somebody perceived just for a moment to say, maybe you should do this, or it looks like you should do that. But it, it's not tangible. It's not real. Mm -hmm. It's Figurative. It's an idea in somebody's head that they're projecting upon you. So how are you going to live up to that? Yeah, it's an oh, outward observation, right? It's an, it's an outward observation. Mm -hmm. and, and, and what do we do? We take those judgments, we take those perceptions, and we try to live up to them. We try to figure out how we can uh, step up to the plate of this idea that somebody else has or this yeah. idea that someone else sees whether we believe it's true or not for ourselves. And that's yeah. the whole thing too. How many people do you think, Danica, really factor in that when they're taking in that perception or they're taking in that judgment, um, whether it's their truth? Well, you know, I'm a firm believer that we receive back what we project out. So whenever mm. I talk, I talk in forms of energy, right? And usually when we feel judged or criticized, it is a, an external validation of how we feel internally. Now, the way you feel about yourself comes you know, from childhood, from like you said, from the judgment and perception of others, but also the criticism of others. And this is why you know, when I work with my clients, I am so diligent about helping them to define themselves, to understand who they are. Because when you don't know who you are, you give the world and everybody else the power to define you, to diminish who you are. But most people won't sit with themselves, with, with who they are. And, and acceptance, self-acceptance is such a challenge for a lot of people because, again, we allow external forces or external factors to define us, to decide who we are, right? To put a label on us. We live in a society of labels. I mean, Jesus, A, B, C, A, D, H, D, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, C, U, V, right? <laughs> People don't sit down yeah. with themselves and say, you know what? Okay, I might have a problem focusing for a long period of time, 
But does that mean that there's something wrong with me? Does that mean that now I'm somebody else's label? I am what somebody else is creating me to be? You know, when we were children, I feel so sorry for the young people nowadays because when we were children, we were so active. I climbed trees. I was always walking. I was always riding bike. We played hopscotch. We played jump rope. We played everything. We Because energy has to move, right? But now it's like these children fall a the base. They just have all this energy inside and don't have anything to do with it, right? But again, all of this stuff comes in when your children and, and, and the energy, right? So because I can't focus for a long time, maybe I need to go take a run. Maybe I need to go to the gym. Maybe I just need to go do something that I like doing rather than trying to focus on something that somebody else thinks that I should do. <laughs> exactly. That. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the building blocks of the self-esteem. So when we talk about this, the first thing we're going to tell you as a coach and as a person who is guided through a lot of people, you need to look inward. Stop trying to define everything from an external point of view. Mm-hmm. And then when you turn around and you look inward, love what you see. Be able to look in the mirror and enjoy and love and embrace and understand who you see and that we are made up of many facets. And you have to love the facets that you love and you have to love the facets that you don't necessarily like about yourself. So for example, if I am an angry person and I understand that I'm an angry person, I have to love that aspect of me too. I don't necessarily have to always bring that part of myself forward in defining how I navigate through life. But I also embrace it to understand that, that it's a part of me. It's something that I need to work on. And it's something that I can embrace and love within myself and still let the more courageous part of myself come forward. We have to be able to deep dive in and nurture the part of ourselves that need nurturing, that gives us that strength, that gives us that courage. And we also need to nurture those aspects of ourselves that we don't like so much so that they don't need to lead our lives in its entirety that yes, Every once in a while, yes, I will get angry and I'll let you know how I feel, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be out of control. It yeah. doesn't have to be my life and I don't have to be an angry person leading my life all the time. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, just embracing who you are. So, you know, when we talk about self-esteem, a lot of that is connected to, you know, how people view themselves physically, you know, yeah. externally. Um, I watched this show called This Is Us fabulous show, by the way, highly recommend y'all need to watch it. The writing is just phenomenal. But, you know, one of the characters on there, Kate, um, one, one particular episode, they were going to the pool and she, you know, was so excited. She put on her little bikini and Care Bears, Care Bears, again. she's so excited, you know, about this bikini and she's going there and she's going to, you know, see her friends and she wants to show off her bikini. She didn't have any problem with how she looked, right? She was, she was what people would look at and say she was a little chubby, right? But she didn't have any problem with how she looked. She was proud of her bikini. And she goes to the pool. And then this group of friends who, you know, are slimmer, they draw, put a little note and tell her they don't want to have anything to do with her anymore and draw a little pig on it. So now Mm -hmm. she sees herself in a way that she's being defined by somebody else, right? And so we as women, we go through that all the time. And I want to tell you, comparison is crippling. When you, and then what she started doing is her mother was skinnier and she started comparing herself to her mother. And there was one episode, it was really sad to me because I know that story um, where, you know, her mother asked her to get a blouse out of the closet and she took the blouse down and she noticed the size. 
on the mother's blouse, which was small. And then she takes her sweater and she looks at it and notices the size says extra large, right? Now, a child size to a woman's size, we know is different, but a yes. child doesn't know that, right? And so now, mm -hmm. you know, she's comparing the way she looks with everybody else, and then is feeling like she's less than because of this idea that was introduced from the friends. So again, you know, y'all know I talk about shit, the shame, hurt, insecurities, and triggers, and letting the shit go. All that stuff comes in when we're children, right? I had that same story. My father actually would bribe me to lose weight. I would not wear jumpsuits for a long time. I can still see that white jumpsuit. It had silver buttons and it was short sleeve. And my father bribed me to get into that jumpsuit. So I would not even wear jumpsuits for a long time because I never felt like I looked good in jumpsuits. And mm -hmm. so, you know, body image was something that I struggled with you know, for a long time. And that really diminished my self-esteem. And then again, when you compare yourself to how other people look, and then you listen to society that says there's this perfect image of what especially women should look like, which is bullshit, y'all. Mm -hmm. I go to the gym every day. And one of the things that I observe in the gym is the different shapes and sizes and attitudes and energy and personalities of especially women. And for me, it's so beautiful having embraced my own self. You know, but when I had my son, I'll never forget. Child looked like Freddy Krueger attacked me with his knife, his knife gloves, because I had stretch marks all over. And I would mm -hmm. look at myself in the mirror and I would just cry every morning. Can you imagine you're pregnant? You have this beautiful life growing inside of you and you're looking at your external every morning and crying because this to you looks ugly, right? And how, how are people going to look at it? You know, and it was an issue for me for a while, but I had big babies, eight pounds, eight, five, nine, 13, you know? And so my stomach had got stretch marks, y'all, and loose skin. I chose to reframe that story of how I view, especially my stomach. And I said, listen, I said, this is proof positive that I have brought three amazing individuals into this world. And so you can always reframe your story as it pertains to yourself and don't let other people create something within you that, that makes you feel bad about yourself. Exactly right. And I really want to highlight what you said in terms of the children. I mean, that is near and dear to my heart too. And you know, I grew up, I was a tomboy. I was total tomboy, climbing trees, riding my bike and everything else. I didn't want to do the, 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 the prissy dress or, or the cute little hat or the white little gloves and the things that some, some of the kids did when you dress up or whatever the case may mm -hmm. be. I wanted to just get out there and roll and, and play and, and, and have fun. And, you know, I was very, very fortunate in having a, a mother and father who just supported me in whatever I wanted to do. And so, you know, and my mom would just look at me, you know, in my mess, my tomboy said, and said, you're a beautiful little girl. I'm so happy that you are part of me. And I want to emphasize this to the, to the, to, uh, uh, parents everywhere. Please love your children unconditionally, love your children unconditionally. Don't let them compare themselves. And especially with this, with this thing called television that gives you an idea of what they perceive as beauty is. And that's mm -hmm. apples and oranges. Honey, we come in all shapes, different sizes and cultures. Thank you very much. Cultures. You know, and if you're one culture comparing yourself to another culture, stop it. I'm going to say it right now. Stop it. I've seen some of the most beautiful women across the world. And they do not come all tiny, slim 
and model size looking, okay? Um, and especially when I went down into New Zealand and when I went down into, uh, uh, um, oh, I, I, I can't think of it, but the women are big, they're big bone, they're strong, and they're just big women. They're Amazonian strength women, not fat. Let me, let me make this very, very clear. Not fat. I'm talking about big, strong, big boned, just made bigger and beautiful and beautiful. <laughs> so we have to stop this. We have to stop this comparison. And then, you know, the other thing that industry does and, and, and a lot of times television will do is that they make the perception that you cannot attain love unless you look like that, which is garbage. Not everybody wants somebody tiny, thin and straight up and down. And that is not to take away from the tiny, thin and straight up and down people. Right. You know, that again, love comes in all shapes, sizes and cultures. Yeah, and, and I, but the thing about, you speak about love, but you're not going to get from somebody else what you're not able to give to yourself. So you're expecting love from the, from the outside. You want someone yeah. to validate you from the outside, but you don't love yourself. And every time you look at yourself, you, you're critical and you're judgmental of yourself. You talked about model size. Model size is even a societal uh, creation, right? So it's like, what is a model size? Anybody who's... Who, hell, anybody, any size could model something, right? So again... That's a that's a society thing, you know, like back back in the day, you, you talked about Amazon. So I primed and I propped because I'm an Amazon. I always consider myself an Amazon. Like I am big, like I wear a size 11. It's 11 now, but it used to be 12 foot. It's 11 since I lost weight, you know, but my bones are, are big. There is not there's nothing skinny or tiny about me. And I love my size. Actually, I gravitate more to Amazonian tall, you know, more built women you know that to me that's my perception of gorgeous might have something to do with the fact that now i see the beauty of me in that right but you know back in the day they had twiggy who was like this size and said that was the that was the standard for a woman's beauty are you freaking kidding me like i would never want to look like a stick right not no shade to those who look like a stick i'm saying that because there was a time when i compared my body, my physique, my stature to someone that size. I can never be that size. There is nothing that I can do save of starving myself. And I don't even think if I starve myself, I would be that size. Because again, I am what you would call bigger boned, right? Uh, more structured, right? More Amazonian. And the thing mm -hmm. is, it's because I sat down with myself and I gave myself the opportunity to, to tell myself what I look like rather than letting my father's judgment or criticism or bribing me to lose weight or, you know, having skinny friends who would call me fat at different times rather than allowing other people to define me. But, but, but the, the victory came in for me when I stopped comparing myself to yes. other people and rather chose to embrace myself as I am. And let's talk about self-esteem when it comes to age, because, mm. People who are afraid to grow old, I, th this, this, I just don't understand it. I mean, as soon as we're born, we're growing old, period, okay? And there, the wiseness that comes with that, the beauty in the gray hair, the beauty of the age and being that wise woman, that elder, 
is phenomenal. And that wise man, you know, and the beauty industry makes a killing off of the implementing the insecurities in there to make sure that you don't want to do that. You don't want to age and age with mm -hmm. grace age for the smile on your face. You know, I love it. I embrace it and I am proud of it. Well, you, well, you, you said it right. They monetize fear and they monetize dissatisfaction. And that's why they have to constantly make you feel as if you're not good enough because they have yeah. something to sell you that is going to correct your not good enoughness. Yes, yes. And I'll tell you, in my travels, one of the places I adore was Cape Verde. And for those of you who don't know where Cape Verde is, that's an island or a series of islands off of the coast of Senegal. And when I went there, and I was staying there for business and I'm walking down the street and I'm looking at these beautiful women in their all gray hair, cropped short, cut short like this and wearing it with their beautiful, just the way they carried themselves, the stature of themselves. Mm -hmm. it, it just made me one. I, you see the hair is all cut short, right? I cut all the hair off. I was just like, I love that. I love the pride and the way that they carry themselves with such grace mm. and beauty and 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 love of self with their age and, and i think i think that's the key thing love of self right because yeah. you know if you don't necessarily love yourself with gray hair you know i i have not fully embraced the gray hair yet but i'm gonna tell mm -hmm. you this i now do henna because not embracing the gray hair and doing the box dye caused me to have ball patches all throughout my hair, right? But the thing is, it's it's accepting it's accepting yourself the way that you want to be. You know, so we talked earlier about, you know, the physical size. Like if you don't like the way your body looks, then go work out. You know, do do go lift weights, like do something to transform that. I believe that we can always have what we want, but don't think that there's something wrong with you. You know, again, you know, the age thing, like I said, they they monetize stuff. They they monetize you having a low self-esteem. They monetize self-hatred. They monetize when you don't value yourself or deem yourself worthy, right? They have a product for everything that you think is wrong with you, right? Yeah. So again, yes. you, you, you got to see... You got to see the reason why people are doing what they're doing. That's they have to make you feel bad. They got to keep you worried about being sick in order to sell you medication, you know, and they do a very good job of that. If y'all watch TV, like, well, let me tell you what the capitalization is. The number one capitalization is the fear, right? So let, let's take it this way. You all just, just to drive it home. What happens if you never feared anything? What happens if you didn't fear growing old, you didn't fear or have low self-esteem, if you just took the fear factor out of everything that you did and everything that you observed and everything that you see, how many products would you just dump out of your, 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 your uh, home? How much would you really, really buy every time you walked out the door? So true. Okay. How, you know, the places that would be full would, might be the gym, but you don't even need the gym if you if you like working outdoors. So you're working out, you're at the gym, you're, you're, you're eating healthy, you take care of yourself, you don't fear about anything. So age comes with grace, you know, clothes comes with grace. You're not trying to reach back or reach anywhere. You just you just being, you know, 
so much would be cut out. Yeah, and another part of it would be, we would be so much more connected. Because if you're in the gym, you know, I go to the gym every day and it's, it's I swear to God, it's like a community, right? Because the same people go to the gym every day, like, hey, hugs and, you know, how's everything? How are your children? You're talking, you know, if you're outdoors, walking, you're walking your dog. I'm, let me tell you something. Dog owners are the friendliest people. Like dog owners, that's a whole community in itself, right? You get to connect yeah. with more people. You get to find out that we are more alike than we are different. But when you yeah. have low self-esteem, when you're dissatisfied with yourself, what do you tend to do? You retreat and you isolate. And you, you retreat and you, you take away from yourself the very thing that you need, which is human connection. Yeah. Yeah. And you compare everything. You don't let anything slide. You highlight the differences in every single person and every single thing you do. You're judging. You're projecting your judgment on them because you're so busy worried about how you compare to them. Mm -hmm. And then you look up and you're doing that, which you hate, right? Because you don't want it done to you and yet you're doing it. So we got to come in. We got to haul it all in and we got we to gotta come inward and we have to find the strength and the courage within ourselves to stop lying to ourselves and to stop lying to ourselves, which is, it's not really about self-hatred. It's, it's just all of these factors that have taught me to not like what I see. So let's mix the factors. And if mm -hmm. you watch TV and it doesn't make you feel good, turn the damn thing off. Turn it off. If you're not happy with exactly. your body, go for a walk every day. You don't have to afford a gym if you can't afford a gym. Walk every single day. Yeah. Every single day. I am with a, a group of women where I'm teaching them English here in, in Angola, in mm -hmm. Africa. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I am in awe of them because they get together every morning and they walk. They walk at 5.30 in the morning. They figured out their day because they want that exercise and that movement. And then they start their day. Yeah. And so there's no excuses. And they go, hey, teach, do you want to hang out with us? I'm like, okay. My hanging out with them was hanging out with them at the gym, working out, going for a swim, getting a small bite to eat, and then going on our way. I was invited to work out. You do not have to compromise what makes you feel good, what's right. in your routine to engage in that friendship, in that camaraderie. And then that motivation to make yourself feel better. You can invite someone. Yeah, and you can just cho just choose to be the greatest version of yourself. But you're never going to attain the greatest version of yourself by continuing to highlight what's wrong with you. Because yeah. whatever you put out there, you're going to attract it to yourself, right? So if you feel like you're ugly, you're going to attract people who are going to support you feeling ugly. You're going to attract feelings of ugliness, right? If you feel like you know your body is ugly you're going to attract everything that is going to support you feeling that way. You go out to the mall and little children look at you and laugh, right? You have to become inside of yourself what you want to experience outside of yourself. Let me say it again. You have to become within what you want to experience without, right? So start looking at yourself in the mirror and instead of picking yourself apart and talking about all the things that are wrong with you, talk about the things that are right with you. You know, the fact that you have life, the fact that you have health, the fact that you can see yourself in the mirror, the fact that you can walk to the mirror. There's so many things to be grateful for. And when you live in a space of gratitude, you let the universe know, look, send me all good things to support me feeling good. 
And you deserve to feel good about yourself. You know, like me, I didn't feel good about myself. I decided what I wanted to see when I saw myself. And I started taking the steps towards that. You know, a lot of people who struggle with self-esteem, they're, they, they're comfort eaters, right? And, and what do you eat for comfort? All the junk food, all the stuff that is contributing to you being exactly what you don't want to be, right? You have to look out for your body. You have to love your body. You have to take care of your body. You have to give your body the things that it needs to be healthy, to be strong, to be beautiful, to be whatever, right? And everything that we need, you know, in only you and I believe this. I believe everything we need is in nature. It's not in a bottle in a store. That's right. And then the thing about it is that when you find yourself and you want that comfort food, make it fruit. Make it something that's healthy. Make it something that when you look and you reflect back and you go, oh, I had that, that you could say, yeah, I had that. That was good, you know, and and I enjoyed what I put in my body. We need to hold a vision for ourselves. And if you don't hold a vision for yourself, then what happens is that you take on everybody's vision of you. So as you're reflecting inside, Hold a vision for yourself. Hold a realistic vision for yourself. Not like, oh, I want to be skinny, but I hold the vision that I am successfully exercising every day. I am successfully eating well every day. It's not about the losing the weight and whatnot. It's about me aligning myself to doing healthy habits each day, which will automatically contribute to a result of what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Versus saying, oh, I don't like my body, you know? And we need to also remember that words have power. Mm -hmm. Words have resonation. And water has memory. And I'm going to take it deep into an energetic level. And what that means is that our bodies are made up of 65 to 70% water. And every thought that you hold and every statement that you make is recorded in the water of your body. And for those of you who are going, oh, come on, what is she talking about? Read about this with Dr. Masru Emoto, okay, and The Power of Water, okay? He's written three, four, five books on this. Little, real fast read. So the science of it, for those of you who have that scientific side, okay? Water has memory. So what you're doing when you say, I hate myself, I hate my body, I hate this or I hate that, is that the water is actually recording the reverberation of your saying you have hate for it. So let's rewire the vocabulary. If you're looking to change your physical external, you know what? My arms could be stronger. And you know what? It's going to be a little bit of a challenge to, to make them stronger. But I got this. I can make them stronger. You know what? I would really love some more flexibility. So I'm going to work out or I'm going to walk a little bit more to ensure that I get the, the, the movement in that I need every single day to mm -hmm. take care of my body. And for those of us, we know who are older, we reach a certain age, you can no longer eat the way you eat when you were 15, 16, 20, 25, 30. Your metabolism slows down. You have to move more, eat less. And that's my mantra, move more, eat less. I don't need to have three meals a day if I don't feel hunger pains for three meals a day. But even at 15, 16, 17, there are certain things that you should not be doing to your body, right? And maybe, maybe that's why your body breaks down when it gets older because you put a bunch of junk 
in it and haven't given it the ability, it's like a car. You know, if you give the car everything that it That's needs, you, if, if the car says put premium gasoline in it, then put and you put premium gasoline in it, you can expect the life of that car to be what that car was created to be. But you go against what that car requires and needs, then you're going to have problems. It's going to break down on you. You're going to diminish its lifespan, right? So again, we have one body. And That's like Enolia right. said, if you're talking hatred to your body, if you're telling your body it's ugly, if you're talking, let me tell you something. I don't care what nobody says. I believe that all of the diseases that mankind, humankind experiences is self-creation. I don't care what nobody says. It is self-creation. If you pay attention to your body, our bodies speak to us all the time. All the time. It, it is amazing to me that people will eat crap put it in their body and then freaking take a Tums pill or a Rolade or go drink some Pepto-Bismol, right? To go and eat some more of it. If your stomach is upset, if you have acid reflux, you are putting things into your body that your body does not like. Your body is telling you, I don't like this. So it's reacting to what you're giving it, but you ain't listening to your body. You wanna continue to eat the foolishness that you know gives you gas, gives you heartburn, gives you an upset stomach. And then you're going to go take some medication to cover it up. We have to start listening to our body. Your body is speaking to you all the time. Aches and pains, body is speaking to you. So like I, my, my knee, I did something to my knee Friday, but I go hard in the gym, right? Probably need to relax a little bit. And my knee went out and I was like, okay, baby. I didn't cut my knee out. I said, okay, baby, listen. We don't do pain, honey bun. So what you, what you telling me? What do I need to do, right? And I felt like I just needed to pull back on the weights that I was lifting, right? I needed to rest. Last week, Thursday, I wanted to go to spin class. My body said, I don't know where you think you're going, but I am going nowhere. My body literally would not get up out of bed. It's like, you could go to spin class in your mind. This body is not going to spin class, right? You have to listen to your body. Your body is always communicating to you. But if you see it as a problem, if you see it as ugly, as, if you see it as a challenge, then you, you don't have a good relationship with your body. You don't have a good relationship with yourself. And, and I want to reemphasize this too, because the body gives you pain to tell you that the organ is out of balance. And it is our jobs to bring that organ back into balance and to back into harmony. And it's going to keep acting up until we bring it back into harmony. Now, how do you bring that back into harmony? How do you bring that back into balance? A lot of us think that we have to go through, you know, uh, a lot of chemicals and everything else to bring it back into balance. It's the first thing we reach for, but I'm gonna tell you that I went on a journey. And the journey was this, I, my, I found out, and I'm, I'm not gonna go through the whole story, but I found out that my lymphatic system was shutting down. My lymphatic system was shutting down to the point where I was precancerous, okay? And they were just waiting for the nodules to get hard. And when I finally found a holistic doctor, and I actually went to an acupuncturist, a seventh generation um, Chinese medicine acupuncturist, who said that she could work with me. She said it was my job to strengthen my adrenals, my kidneys, and, and, and um, my adrenals and my kidneys, and my liver. It was my job to eliminate certain things out of my diet. 
and that she would work with me. And I wanted to go on this 100 mile walk across Africa, across Kenya, East and West Savo Parks. And I told her I wanted to go and that trip was like eight months away. And this, this all happened eight months and I was in pain. I was in a steady state of pain at, a, at about four or five out of five, or, uh, out, of, out of one out of 10. I was at a steady state of pain on my left side. And she says, you're crazy, you're not going anywhere. I said, oh yes, I am. And she said, oh no, you're not. I said, oh yes, I am. I am going to do that walk. And I said, I'll make a deal with you. I will ask you a month before that trip whether I can go or not. I ended up going to her twice a week, every single week. And the mm -hmm. self-discipline of eliminating sugar out of my diet, of eliminating dairy out of my diet, and then no processed food. There had to be food in my food, mm. okay? That along with taking supplements that strengthened my liver, kidney, and adrenals. And at the eight month mark, when I sat down and I talked to my, my uh, acupuncturist about where, where I was with everything, she basically said, if anyone would have ever told me that you could have reduced it like this, I would have called them a liar that I was at 80% and that I could go on my trip, come back and finish up. So why am I saying this story is because it starts here in the head and it starts here in the heart. In my heart, I knew what I was going to do. Nobody was going to tell me otherwise. And I refuse to accept labels, the labeling of it. And that I knew what I had to do and that I could impose the self-discipline to execute what needs to happen. And I'm saying this to our audience because you really have to want it yourself. You have to see it yourself. You have to hold that vision of yourself and where you want to be and how you want to be. And as you hold that vision for yourself, then your life becomes a walk to it. And that's what I did. My life became a walk to it. So we're not saying these things out of just like, oh, I've coached a few people. We're saying these things because we walk it, we live it, we experienced it. And this is how we navigated through it. And I think talking about the health is important too. Like people might say, well, what does this have to do with self-esteem? If you don't feel good in your body, you're struggling with just the way really you feel about yourself, right? And so, you know, self-esteem can translate across so many areas, right? But again, the answer to everything is within you. And it comes with, you know, self-awareness, with self-value and self-worth. And it comes with knowing for yourself what you want. Like, you know, who do you feel like you were created to be? What, what do you feel like you were created to do? Who are you? You know, I think most people need to sit with that question. Who am I? Who am I aside from what other people have said about me? Who am I aside from the things that I've experienced in relationships, in, in life? Who, who am I if nothing that is around me right now, who am I if that, if that ceases to exist? Who am I? You know, a lot of people don't like to sit with that question because they want to focus on everybody else and what everybody else is doing, should be doing, could be doing, ain't doing. But you have no control over anybody else. You have no control over the way other people feel. You have absolute control over the way that you feel. You have no control over the way other people think. You have absolute control over the way you think. You have no control over what other people do. But you have absolute control over what you do and what you allow to be done to you. And I feel like when we walk in that space of understanding that we are creators, 
We are in co-creation with the creative force for the thing that is called our life. When you embrace that, then you can be really intentional with your life, with your experiences, with your thoughts, with your feelings, with the way that you are with other people. You know, because that's one of the things too with people in Nolia, when they feel so bad about themselves, you know, they, they won't hurt everybody else. That book, hurt, Hurting People Hurt People, you know? Yeah. But you are responsible for the energy that you bring to the world. And you, and, and listen here, one thing I could tell you, I put my hand on a chopping block for this. Whatever you give is exactly what you're going to get back. And so if you're in a space right now where you're not happy with yourself, look at yourself, ask yourself why. Why am I not happy with myself? Why don't I love myself? And the thing is, be honest with yourself. Most people will say, yes, I love me with an attitude. No, you don't. Because if I ask you what you love about you, you ain't got no answer. I just love me. <laughs> if, if, you, <laughs> if you answer questions by avoiding questions, then you got to sit with yourself because ultimately you, are, you, you wake up with yourself every day. You walk through the day with yourself. You go to bed with yourself at night. And you could complain about everything and everybody else. The only thing that's doing is harming you. The only thing that's doing is making you feel worse about your life and about yourself. You know, when you give out toxic energy, you feel toxic on the inside. So, you know, my prayer on the other side of this program is that people who watch this will sit with themselves. And if you know somebody who needs to hear this message today, please share it yes. with them. If, if anybody yeah. has any questions or input right now, you know, this is our, the part in the show where we open up for questions and for input and feedback. And, you know, even if you're watching this on the replay, put in the, in, in the comment section, hashtag replay, and feel free to leave your comments. We love to hear your comments and we love to interact with you outside of the show, you know, but your life is about you. That's why it's called the self-esteem struggle is your self-esteem, right? It's your self-value, self-love, self-worth. And I want to add to what you said about the self-care, which is also self-discipline, okay? Self-discipline plays a role in, in self-esteem because the bottom line is you allow certain things to feed you. You receive certain things. And if you know that watching TV makes you feel that low self-esteem, stop watching TV. If you know that hanging out with certain amount of people who always make you feel bad, continue to make you feel bad or bring you to an all-time low, well, you're supposed to terminate those relationships. Thank you very much. Okay. We know what feeds our low self-esteem. We understand clearly what we engage in that feeds our low self-esteem because we go, oh, I always hate hanging out with so-and-so. You know, they always make me feel bad. And whenever I walk away, I never feel good about myself. Come on. We know that conversation. We know that conversation inside and out. Where is your self-discipline to know that? You know what? Whenever I'm with so-and-so, that relationship does not feed my soul. It does not leave me feeling good anytime I walk away from it. So you know what? I need to leave that alone. I need to be conveniently busy. It doesn't have to be a termination cut off. It just like, you know what? I, I really don't have time right now, you know? And, yeah. and then eventually when you're ready to confront, confront. That basically says, you know what? When I am with you, I always walk away feeling really, really bad. I don't want to be in a negative speak, a negative situation. I don't want you feeding any negativity to me at all. If I can be around you and we're positive, then that is something that will feed my soul. I will be around there. Otherwise, you need to cut it off. 
let's have the self-discipline to understand that this body only lives and has one life. And yeah, and, and self-responsibility, man. Take responsibility for your own actions with everything. Exactly. You know, self, self-responsibility self is, is not about the other people, you know? So you feel bad about yourself. So you decide to go and eat a whole bag of Oreo cookies. This might be y'all, but this was me, y'all. Nah, I'm gonna sit down and eat the, eat the whole thing, you know? And then you feel terrible afterwards, but it's like, why you thought eating a whole bag of Oreo cookies was gonna make you feel better? Like, seriously, first of all, you can constipate yourself because that thing, then you're putting all kinds of things in your body that your body don't like, high fructose corn syrup in the nine. And then you feel worse because you just put on five more pounds because of the whole bag of Oreo cookies that you had, right? Self-sabotaging. You have to sit with yourself. But I'm telling you what, if you don't decide what you want, you're going to continue to create what you don't. So I believe that it starts with, what do I want? How do I want to feel about myself? What is going to make me happy with myself? You know, what's going to make me feel good within myself? Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you don't get anything from this show, please take the time, self-reflect, find your inner courage, find your inner strength, know thyself, know what feeds your soul and what makes you feel good. Know what it is that you have to reach within to have the self-discipline to know that if certain things don't work for you, then leave them alone, walk away from them. Don't feel good about certain aspects of your life, improve them, step back, make a plan. I'm going to improve this about my health. I'm going to listen to my body. I'm going to work on this relationship or I'm going to leave this relationship alone. I'm going to change. (laughs) of this relationship. And if I find it doesn't change or shift, then I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to look at things that make me feel beautiful. I'm going to surround myself with people that make me feel beautiful. Yeah. And you're going to have to choose to change the way you think about the situation. Because if you keep thinking about the bad, you're never going to find the solution by continuing to focus on the problem. You're never going to see the beauty as long as you keep thinking about what's ugly. You're never going to to experience success if all your fear and thoughts are focused on failure, right? You're going to fail 100% of what you never tried, you know? So try it. You know, try something different in order to be able to experience something different. What, What do you have to lose? What's the worst that can happen? It doesn't work out. Okay, then you find something else, right? That's right. But, but, but give yourself, like, again, like I said, and like Anolia was saying, you have to face yourself because if we are the creators and if we create based on our thought process, if we create based on the words that we speak, if we create based on the things that we believe, then everything that you're experiencing in your life is, is an extension of your creation. Now, a program might've come in from somewhere, right? But are you going to continue to allow somebody calling you fat? somebody calling you ugly, someone calling you worthless, someone saying that you'll never be anything. Are you going to continue to allow that to be the narrative of your story? Or are you going to realize, hey, wait, hold on. I'm the master of my fate and the captain of my soul. I do get a say in my life. What do I want to say about myself? What do I want to say about my situation? What is it that I really want to experience? Okay, well, if I can speak those things that be not as though they are, and I'm talking a bunch of foolishness as it pertains to my life, maybe I need to change the way that I think and the way that I speak and the way that I feel. 
Because your feelings mm-hmm. are always an extension of the things that you're thinking about. And whatever you think about, you're going to bring about. Just, just food can, for thought. Yeah, and, and you can come with a nice, simple mantra. It stops with me. It stops with me and it starts with me. <laughs> it stops with me. I will no longer be this person that has that low self-esteem. And actually, actually you're right. It's, it starts with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what's the next chapter of your life? What's the next thing that you want to create, right? What's the next thing that you want to experience? You can have, be, and do anything that you want. You know, and if you need some help with that, I would highly recommend that you get a coach. You know, because if the things that you're doing in your life right now have not been working for you, then you need to learn how to do something different because obviously you don't know what to do or you would have been doing something different and having a different experience. It's okay to ask for help. It is okay. It's okay to admit that you don't know everything. It's yes. okay. Yes, it is okay. And, and and learn how to find the beauty in everything that you see. Learn how to look from a different point of view. You have to shift your point of view. You know, it's just like the fact that we walk around and we see everything else. But every once in a while, step on top of that table and look from the top down. Every once in a while, lie down on the ground and look from the bottom up. Look all kinds of ways, not just one way. Shift the fact that of everything can be viewed differently. It's what we choose and, and how we choose to view it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and both Anoli and I are experts in mindset shifting and energy shifting. That's the work that we do. Not only is that the work that we do, but that's the work that we're really passionate about because we've, we've conquered, you know, we've conquered and still continue to conquer, you know, and you're going to experience things all throughout life. As long as you're alive, there's going to be something that you need to learn. There's something you need to conquer and there's something you need to let go of. Right. And so if you find that you're in a place in your life right now, you know, this is 2022. And this is an amazing year. There are some amazing energies that are available to us, but it's important that you position yourself. You know, a lot of people, they have this saying, same shit, different day. Well, if you saying same shit, different day, you expecting to experience anything other than shit? No, you're not. You're going to have to change the way that you think about things. But if that program is just like so powerful and you just don't know, you know, it's like you have a virus in your computer, right? How many of us know how to remove a virus out of our computer? We got to call somebody to do that for us. So we got to take the computer somewhere, right? It's okay. You might have some viruses running in your operating system, right? In your belief system. And, but you decided enough is enough. I want something different. Okay. My encouragement to you today is to position yourself to experience something different because if you desire it, you deserve it. And if you deserve it, that means that you can have it. Absolutely. So if we don't have any other questions, if we don't have any questions out there, we just want to be able to say that we are so excited to be able to come to you. Oh, yes, here we go. I really struggle with with esteem. How can I overcome that? So I would like to ask, I would like to ask Dulinda, what is your struggle? What, what have you identified? We, we, might co- we might just be on here to coach Dulinda today. Linda. <laughs> what have you identified as your struggle? What is the struggle that you're experiencing? And that's another thing too, you know, you know as a coach, you know, I, I always encourage my clients to pinpoint it, you know, because like someone says, well, I want to be happy. Okay, well, what does happiness look like to you? right? I want to be successful. What does that look like to you? What is that? You know, how will success make you feel? What is the feeling that you're looking for? And we need to learn how to get to the nitty gritty, get to the, to the lowest common denominator. So Julinda, what, what is your struggle with esteem? 
And where, where do you find that struggle? And where do you feel that struggle in your body? That's mm -hmm. huge too. There you which go. a lot of people don't understand. Like you, you got to pay attention to everything with you. You know, just it's okay to go to the deep. I'm from the islands. I was born and raised in the Bahamas, y'all. And so, you know, I grew up in the ocean. You know, so many people are afraid of the ocean, right? And if they go in the ocean, they'll be right in the shallow area. Well, there's no treasures in the shallow. There's no treasures in the shallow. You, every, anybody can access the shallow. There might be some bottles in the shallow, some things to cut your foot in the shallow. But the treasure is in the deep, you know, and it can seem scary, right? It can seem overwhelming. And then you think, oh, my God, what if there's a shark? Oh, my God, what if there's a whale? What if there's something that's going to kill me out there? But what if there's not? What if you experience such amazing beauty, things that you've never seen before? Because you will see things in the depth that you will never see in the shallow. And it'll blow your mind. It'll be so beautiful. So, you know, we have to give ourselves permission to go deep. Yeah. What is so Julia saying? Finding my peace and a home or a space of my own. Mm. So that's a struggle with esteem. You want you want to jump on that one person, Oli? Well, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so if you are, and moving on. So if you are finding yourself not being able to find peace, then what you're basically saying to me is that you're stuck. And so if you're stuck, what story are you stuck in? And how did you find yourself stuck in that story? There's something that we always feel that justifies us being stuck or complacent or in a place where we feel that we don't have the possibility to navigate through it and to move on, okay? Your home and finding a space and finding peace you should always be able to find peace in your space. And if you can't find it there, then we go to places that we can sit and reflect and think and nurture ourselves in the outdoors. Okay. So when I find that I can't get peace at home and I find that I need nurturing and I need to sit and I need to reflect and I need to be able to go deep or go inward and I can't do that at home, then I go to places in nature that allows and affords me to do that. So I would start there. And then Danica, I'll let you hone in and we can go back and forth. Well, well, I'm going to go into, you know, she, she says finding my peace. And then listen, I know this story. And I'm going to tell you, Delinda, one of the things that I found about peace. You pursue peace. You, you, you pursue peace. You go hard after peace. And the only way you go hard after peace is by firstly making a decision that you're going to connect to it, right? When you don't have peace within, it is always because you are focusing on something external to you. So I see that you said finding your own home, right? So to me, that means that you're living with someone else or you find yourself homeless right now, right? Okay. So if you're continuing to focus on not having your own space, not having your own home, every day you wake up, you, you sit down with breakfast with that thought, you sit down with lunch with that thought, you sit down with dinner with that thought. All you are continuing to do is regenerate the situation of not having your own home, right? You need to first decide that you want to have your own home. Okay, so that's a decision. Now, after decision comes action. What do you need to do? What can you do in order to facilitate that? See, so many people have this impossibility mindset. And if things are impossible for you, guess what? You ain't going to never get the thing that you say that you want. Because deep down on the inside, your belief system that is creating is that it's so hard. It's a struggle. I'm not going to be able to do that. So Dulena says, yes, I do that all the time. You're going to have to change the way that you think about your situation. So the first thing that I would say is this. 
you're in a home. Okay, you're living with your daughter. Might not be the prime, you know, thing that you want right now, right. but you got a roof over your head. So be grateful. Be grateful that I do have a space, right? In that gratitude, say, you know what? I, this is this is great. I'm so grateful that I have this space. Now it's time for me to have my own space. So where do I want to live? What kind of home do I want to live in? Do I want to be in an apartment? Do I want to live in a home? What do I want to live? What's going to make me feel good? Okay, where can I find that? Because then you need to start making the steps. Don't think it's impossible. Anything that you desire, you deserve. Anything that you deserve, you can have. There are programs out there. There are all kinds of opportunities for you to get in the home. There are so many things that are out there for people to be able to have what they want that they don't even take advantage of. But you can't take advantage of it when you feel like, oh my God, I probably never get my own home. You create and never get in your own home. So you're very grateful, beautiful. So now what you want, where do you want to live? You want your own home? Where do you want to live? How much you want to pay for it? What do you want in the house? It's like, it's like, it's creation. It's so simple. If you look at little children. And what you're basically saying is to Delinda, visualize what it is and see the success of that already so that life can become a walk to it, okay? So if you want a studio apartment in Cape Town, you need to visualize yourself walking into your studio apartment in Cape Town. I'm walking into my studio apartment in Cape Town, all right? And now that's the factor, that's the goal. I'm gonna be walking into the studio apartment in, 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 in Cape Town. And then what you need to do is you need to start letting go of being in your own way, which is all of the justifications of why I can't do something. And that's a change of the mindset, okay? We start coming in and we look at how we're looking at our finances and how we're looking at our capabilities. And we have to shift how we see ourselves, all right? My mother used to say something to me. She used to say, girl, as long as I can clean, as long as I can type, I can always work. I can, I can work. I can do something. Okay, I can answer telephones, I can do something. We have to go within and we have to see what our love is and what our skill set is. Okay, and then you can perceive the potential gap that you want to fill. And then if you know the potential gap that you want to fill, you can either create it or you can look for it already situated. Now, what do I mean by that? So, for example, if you're a fisherman and all you love to do is fish, well, then you could turn around and you can teach somebody to fish. Okay. And you can turn around and you can create something out of what you love as your work. So I would dare to say, what is it that you love? What is it that you love to do? And step back and stop looking at the framework that society has put up for us. I got to work a job. I got to work McDonald's. I got to work a fast food. I got to this, 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 and this. And you can create something out of what you love. And yes. what you and you, and you and you can teach people to fish or you can go and find all the seafood restaurants who need fish in order to be able to serve their there clients for the people to eat fish, right? There There's so, so many, but if you're focusing on what you cannot do, do. then you, you're not making space for what you can do. Exactly, exactly. And then the whole situation with being with your daughter and being at, in, in her home, you know, I'm sure that uh, basically, as you are there and as you have a space there, that there's one little small space that you call your your space or your home. And you just, you have that part and you make it sacred. You make it sacred. I love being a caregiver, but need a car, but I am working. 
I love cooking too. And let me tell you, there are a lot of people who want caregivers and, and people to come and to cook for them. And then what you do is you make arrangements for them to pick you up. Because when your cooking is good, honey, they will go through all kinds of lanes to come and get you. And, yeah, and actually, they got and they got to pay you extra for the food. Like they, you, the cooking, don't come with the caregiving. If they want cooking <laughs> too, if they want meals, that's an additional fee, right? But but when you value yourself, you don't have any problem charging people. When you don't, then you do. So you're gonna get that card, Linda. Me and me and Anolia are standing in agreement with you, honey. That you are going to get that car, but you need to decide now what kind of car you want, what year you want, how much mileage you want, what, what, what name, what model, what, right? Create that yes. car. You can manifest that car and you don't need to make that car the obstacle. While you're doing that, in the meantime, what kind of clients are you targeting that you could actually do the caregiving for? Because there are people that have great means that are always looking for people. So how are you targeting and how are you making yourself available to be inquired upon to, to be able to do the caregiving and the work that you want to do? So think about that. Don't be afraid. You know, the most that people can say is, no, I don't need anybody right now. You know? Yeah, and, and the that other part of that, you're looking, she's looking for homes. Sorry, you know, yeah. <laughs> No, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm saying she's right. looking for a home. She she wants to live somewhere else, a bro right? Sure. Yeah. You might have you might go have ahead, an opportunity ahead. to go and live it with someone as a caregiver, That's right? Perfect. It might just be you and that person. So I don't know what's disrupting your your peace where your daughter is, but there might be an opportunity for you to go and be a living caregiver where you're cooking for the person as well, but you let them know what your fee is. Right? That's right. There's all kinds of things out there waiting for you. Honey. Whatever you want is looking for you. You want isolation? You want a room? You want a separate house in the back? I mean, you know, think about all of those different ways that you could actually be that caregiver. You want a driver to come and pick you up every day. I mean, but if, but if, but if you're living in, if you're living in, you don't have to worry about a car. You have your car to do whatever you want to do, right? Don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself. Thank you, Dolinda, for giving us. And an not only that, you. you have to know. You are, yeah, you have to know that you are worthy and of value enough to be able to be hired at Excalibur. Also, know what you bring to the worth and the value. Know that you have a skill that is so so filled with love and so much beauty and joy in their life that who wouldn't want you? You have to see yourself as a value because when you see yourself and you love yourself that much, that is what you are going to resonate at. And everybody will feel it from you and see you as that. So yes, you have an opportunity. It's not that you're stuck. You have an opportunity. You have an opportunity. Once you look at yourself that way, then others will see you that way. And what did you say, Danica? You are what you give. You, you are going to get back everything that you put out. So don't think that you're going to sow mango and eat a banana off of the tree. So don't think that you're going to sow worrying about how your money going to come in and create space for money to come in. If you sow, you know what? I have everything I need and so much more. I have everything I want and so much more. And you're putting that out, then that that is going to be the fruit 
that's going to be the fruit that you reap. You know, so if your thoughts are negative, you're going to have to change your negative thoughts. And again, when you start when you start thinking solution, when you go into solution mode rather than focusing on everything that's wrong, you make space for downloads. You make space for your intuition to kick in. You make space for exactly what you want to find its way to you. So, Dulinda, thank you. You're welcome, and thank you for giving us an opportunity to pour into you. Put, put it out there that everything that you want is available to you. And, and But sometimes I mean getting up off of your patootie badooty and going and looking for something, right? Doing something right. different. You, you got That's it. Right. And you not only it. that, at that one last thing too is don't see it just one way. See it multiple ways. See it coming in that you are going to have multiple choices. You see four or five doors opening. You're going to have so many people vying for you that you're going to pick and choose exactly what is best for you. Okay, so don't see it just one way. It has to be this way. It has to come one way. It's going to come multiple ways because you're going to plant multiple seeds and you're going to water those multiple seeds and it's going to come to you in multiple blooms. And I just want to plant this seed when it when it comes to the self-esteem struggle, you have to move out of the place of I don't have a choice. You always have a choice. When you give up your choice, you give up your power. So if you're feeling like you don't have a choice, that's going to keep you stuck in low self-esteem. Move that thought. Know that when you give up your choice, you give up your power. You always have a choice. But choosing not to do anything, that's also a choice. Choosing to believe that you can't have better, that's also a choice. Right. So look at that. And we want to yeah. thank you so much for tuning in. We've come. To, this show has been so good. We almost running over time. And Nolia, I love it. We want to thank you so much for tuning in to the Wellness Mindset with Nolia and Denise. And we want to invite you to be sure to join us next month because we're we're going to kind of like be piggybacking off of today's topic. And next month, we're going to be talking about stop the imposter syndrome, stop, stop it. faking it until you make it. Anything that is counterfeit will never be the real deal, y'all. Y'all need to stop faking some stuff. But make stop sure to join us next month. Right through it. You think that you're covering it up, and everybody can see exactly what you're doing. We got to stop faking it. We got to get real. It's time. Yeah, so, so join us next month because we're gonna be we're gonna be diving into that. Cause see, you know you're getting you know you're getting started. This is a passion point. Ah! We're, not, we're not giving y'all nothing this That's show. Right. But make sure you join us next month. The imposter syndrome. Stop faking it until so you is- make it. Danica and Enolia uh, uh, show. And if you want to get in contact with Danica, we're going to ask that you contact Danica on her website. Danica, please share your information. Well, my website is DanicaCarruthers.com. You can email me at Danica at DanicaCarruthers.com. Instagram, Danica Carruthers. Facebook, Danica Carruthers. YouTube, Danica Carruthers. <laughs> okay. And for me, it is enolia.live is my website. And um, I'm info at enolia.live for email. And I'm Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. So, and also Instagram. So please reach out to us. And that's Enolia Empowers. And we would be happy to follow up with you. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining in. And again, if you're watching this on the replay, put in the comment section, hashtag replay. If you have any questions or any feedback, 
You can still put your comments, even though we're no longer live and we will still respond to you. And we'll see you next month for the Wellness Mindset with Enolia and Danica. Bye. Bye. Mwah. <laughs>